0: Game On by Kyra Lennon I stormed out of the locker room, letting out a growl of annoyance. My heavy footsteps bounced off the stone walls, echoing around me, but not loud enough to drown out the sound of his voice in my head. The clicking of my heels aggravated my throbbing temples, until I thought my head would explode. Come on, Leah, admit it. You want another chance. As if... I walked up the stairs to the training ground's lavish restaurant, where the waitstaff greeted me with a smile I was too angry to return. I craved vodka, but alcohol wasn't permitted, not even after hours. I ordered an orange juice and promised myself a proper drink later. Dealing with such a sleaze every day, I was astounded I didn't have a fully-fledged drinking problem. Radley Rebel McCoy thought being the star of the Westberg Warriors made him a big deal. Maybe to the fans, but to me, he was a royal pain in the ass. If I'd known signing a contract with the Warriors would lead to such a high level of stress, I would definitely have had second thoughts about scrawling my name on the dotted line. The restaurant was always full at the end of the day, and the noise of chattering men did nothing to ease my aching head. Instead of going home after five hours of intense soccer training, the players preferred to eat on sight. I could only assume the harder they trained the more energy they needed before getting into their fancy sports cars and driving back to their mansions, where their supermodel wives and girlfriends waited to boink their aches away. Easy on the snark, lady. Your small-town mentality is starting to show. Chuckling in spite of my rage, I propped myself against the sleek black bar. If the room hadn't been so full, I would have rested my flaming cheeks against the cool marble to extinguish my fury. Miss Walker? Miss Walker? Oh boy. I closed my eyes for a second, hoping I'd imagine the sound of his deep, overconfident voice. But I could sense him behind me. Odour self-importance swirled in the air around me. Mr McCoy? Can I buy you a drink? There are only two types of people who would offer to buy a drink for a woman they'd only just finished arguing with. Idiots and egomaniacs. Radley McCoy was no idiot. No, thank you. A shiver rippled across my skin. Instead of being repelled by the brush-off, he moved closer, his breath tickling my perfectly straightened hair. My impulse was to drive my elbow into his ribs, but I thought better of it. Too many witnesses. Once the bartender handed me my drink, I turned to face McCoy. I used the term loosely, though. At six feet four, he towered way above me, a mere five feet two inches. "'Are you still here?' I asked, as if I couldn't feel the imprint of his rock-hard abs on my back. "'I was hoping you'd keep me company,' he answered, his ice-blue eyes dancing with amusement. "'Radley, I only put up with you because I have to. Am I not making myself clear?' His lips curved into a grin." I love how you say my name with that cute British accent. Since I moved to America over a year ago, I'd heard that line a lot. It didn't irk me nearly as much coming from other men, though. I stepped around him, making a mental note never to use his first name again. Excuse me. I breezed across the restaurant as coolly as possible, with anger surging through me. To him it was all a bit of a laugh witty banter to unsettle the new girl. For me it was a challenge to get through the day without knocking his head off his shoulders. Easy tiger, Will Carter said, spotting the murderous look in my eyes I threw myself down into the chair beside him. Why? I fumed. Of all the soccer stars in the world, why did I get stuck with Radley McCoy? Freya Phillips gave me a knowing smile. There's a reason your job was always available, Leah. Freya sat opposite Will at the table. They were both soccer coaches, and the first people I'd met on the team aside from the manager, Richard Bailey. Freya was pretty much the only reason I'd been able to accept my job. The Warriors had needed me to start immediately, but when I applied for the position in Los Angeles, I lived in Boston. Sleeping on sofas until I found my own place didn't appeal at all. So Richard introduced me to Freya, She needed someone to share the rent on her apartment, and I needed somewhere to live. We connected instantly, chatting like old friends, and we hadn't stopped talking since. What did he do? Will asked. Today, or since I started working here? Will shrugged. Let's say since you started working here. Okay. On my first night, he tried to chat me up. You know how the story goes. "'You have the most beautiful eyes, I'm very rich, want to see my bedroom, blah, blah, blah.' "'And because you turned him him down, he's more determined than ever,' Will guessed, with amazing accuracy. "'You did turn him down, right?' "'Of course,' I told him, insulted by the insinuation I would drop my knickers for a glass of wine. "'Do you think I'd risk my job for a quick tumble in the sheets with him?' "'Okay, okay, I'm sorry,' Another groan escaped my lips. I don't understand. Thousands of women were killed to sleep with him. I've seen them screaming at him like he's a rock star. So why bother with me when I'm obviously not interested? He likes a challenge, Freya answered. It's a game to him. Well, I don't want to play. My eyes flicked towards the bar where McCoy chatted to some of his teammates. Like me, he'd changed out of his training gear already. "'Even if he hadn't, he would still have stood out "'among the sea of royal blue and black in the room. "'He had that elusive presence many men thought they had, "'but few truly possessed. "'The biggest problem was, he knew it. "'You need to be careful. "'Many women have quit their jobs here "'because of the way he treated them. "'Please. "'I may be struggling at the moment, "'but I won't be forced out of a job "'by an oversexed, overconfident. "'I'm serious.' Will interrupted, halting me before I started swearing in an unladylike manner. Richard didn't want a woman taking the physiotherapist job because of how McCoy is, but you impressed him so much he couldn't pass you up. He called you feisty, which you are, Freya said with a grin. What I'm saying is, Will went on, you're tough, but so is he. Nobody has ever fought against McCoy and won. The best thing you can do is keep your head down and wait for him to get bored. Saturdays without a match were my favourite days. Training didn't start until ten, but as early as 9.30 a few staff members milled around the training ground, grabbing a quick bite to eat or getting bottles of water to take onto the field. The sun streamed in through the glass wall of the restaurant and rays of light bounced off the sparkling cutlery laid out in preparation for lunch. The Warriors restaurant could easily have been mistaken for a hotel dining room if it weren't for the unmissable view of the pitch. The decor reminded me of a beach hut, with its soft, sand-coloured walls and laminate wood floor. Huge potted plants surrounded large pillars, and artsy photos of Los Angeles hung behind the bar. The track-suited team members looked out of place amongst such delicate furnishings, but there was no denying it was a great spot for relaxation. Freya and I headed into the restaurant after helping ourselves to some coffee from the machine, just as McCoy and teammate Bryce Warren were leaving. Thank you, God. Thanks for ruining my day before it's even begun. Will's words about laying low around McCoy weighed heavily on my mind. He was right, of course, but holding my tongue while being irritated was not a skill I possessed. Morning! Bryce greeted us, and we smiled in response. Bryce Warren was beefy with a capital B. Okay, so it's not entirely professional to get a kick out of rubbing a player's muscles, but every job has to have some perks. Bryce's biceps were mine. So, anyway, McCoy said, you should have seen her, man. She was stacked. Clearly, we'd inadvertently interrupted a conversation that would have been more at home in the locker room. The stench of testosterone filled my nostrils and Freya and I walked on not wanting to be subjected to any more of McCoy's bragging. Unfortunately, for my bullshit-sensitive ears, they stopped by the coffee machine. As McCoy poured himself a drink, Bryce said, So, what happened? So, what happened? What do you think? McCoy laughed. I left her in bed this morning. She was pretty tired. I'm surprised you had the energy after that woman on Wednesday night. The mind boggled. The guys strolled back into the restaurant, still laughing, but halted when they reached our table. Did you have a good evening, ladies? McCoy asked. Yes, thanks, I answered, reminding myself to stay calm. Another night at home alone. Well, we don't all have an endless parade of desperate groupies following us around so we can engage in meaningless sex. Damn it. You don't know what you're missing. Oh, but I do. In the morning, the world will be treated to another detailed news story about some bimbo's night of passionate lovemaking with the great Radley McCoy, complete with photos of said bimbo, exposing too much of her cleavage and complaining about how you never called her, but hopes you'll be in touch soon to rock her world again. Sounds divine. McCoy's grin faded, his blue eyes turning cold. I'd only ever seen him use that lookout on the field when someone crossed him and it was usually followed by a spectacular foul. The chances of him tackling me in the middle of the restaurant were pretty slim, so I gave him my most charming fake smile until he took the hint and walked away. Well, that put him in his place, Freya giggled. Oh, I can think of nothing worse than spending a night with him. He's so self-involved. I bet he shouts his own name when he reaches orgasm. My mouthful of coffee burned the back of my throat as I choked out a laugh. I didn't want to pick a fight with him, but if he thought I was going to let him walk all over me, he had another thing coming. I'd clashed with men's egos over and over in my line of work, but I hadn't been broken yet. I'd be damned if I'd let Radley McCoy be the one to grind me down.